episode 830. In order to take a look at the Green Bay wide receivers, we get insight from a former Packers wideout on his teammates. That person is Sidera Cunningham. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. Good morning, Green Bay Packers fans, and welcome to Railbird Central at Cheesehead TV, the longest tenured Packers podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Brian Caravu, and today we're talking Packers wide receivers. In order to do that, we've got a, a guest joining us on the phone. Baltar, find me another expert, one that likes me this time, okay? We're joined by former Packers wide receiver Sederic Cunningham. Sederic, how are you this morning? I'm doing just fine, man. Early bird catches the worm. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. We're glad you could have us. Uh, we're glad we could have you on the show this morning. Uh, and in order for our listeners to get to know you a little bit better, Sidera, can you can you just tell us about your time with the Packers in 2013 and and maybe what your favorite memory is of Green Bay? Well, the funny part about it is, I think you know the reason why the fans really don't know too much about me is because I wasn't in Green Bay long because I actually um. I was signed in 2013, April of 2013, and uh, went through the whole OTA process and whatnot. And um, literally one hour into training camp, uh, I landed awkwardly after going after a jump ball in um, a team session. And I uh, dislocated my perilunate bone, which uh, they had to reconstruct my whole wrist. And I missed the 2013 season, and then I was released in the 2014 season. You know, and... That's the main reason why uh, Green Bay Packers don't know too much about me, but I'm still a Green Bay Packers fan, and I still rooted for those guys the whole season, you know, and God makes no mistakes. So. And we want to talk about some of those guys that you worked with during your time in Green Bay. It's our wide receiver preview episode, so want to get your mm -hmm. thoughts on some of your former teammates, starting with Jordy Nelson. Uh, you know, on one hand, he's he's another year removed from his ACL surgery, and then on the other hand, he's getting up in age and 32 years old. So, Sederic, when is Jordy Nelson going to slow down? Well, the thing about Jordy Nelson, I think that people don't really realize is that, and I've been saying it ever since I was there, Jordy is one of the most consistent receivers and also the most underrated receivers in the league. He works hard. He just comes to work every single day, does his job, goes home, and then repeats the process. So I got a lot of respect for Jordy Nelson, and I think that Jordy – it's only going to slow down when, you know, Jordy slows down, <laughs> you know, because him and Aaron have such a great relationship and they came in together and they're going to be there together until they get done playing. So I don't think, I don't see him slowing down for at least another two to three years. Uh, Packers fans would certainly be happy if that's the case. Uh, the next guy I want to ask you about Randall Cobb, you know, he had a fantastic mm -hmm. end to last season, including the playoffs when he was just incredible. Mm -hmm. Do you think that'll carry over his success into 2017? Yes, I, I do believe so. I mean, and, and part of that thing is the fact that Randall is a Swiss army knife. You can line him up in the slot. You can line up outside. He can go back there and return a punt. You can put him in the backfield. You know, when you have a player that's so versatile and still young, you know, because Randall came in as a junior, he's still so young and he's still getting better. So I can only see him getting better and improving his numbers, especially the fact that he has 12 back there throwing the ball to him. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, wide receivers Devontae Adams and Jeff Janis, they came to Green Bay just as you were leaving. But have you paid any attention to either of what they've done since you've left? And, and what are your impressions? Simple. Devar, uh, Devontae? I actually had Devontae on my fantasy team a couple of years ago. So <laughs> <laughs> I pay close attention to what Devontae does. And, again, he's another player that the arrow is pointing up. You know, when you have Jordy in front of you and you have Randall, you're going to take a lot of pressure off your stuff. So, you know, he's definitely a baller, and the arrow is pointing up for him. So I expect great things from him. And Jeff Janis is someone that came out of nowhere. You know, we saw some amazing catches from Jeff Janis, you know, especially in the playoffs and, and throughout the year. We, we saw a lot of flashes. So I definitely could see him taking the next step next year. Um, so, obviously, you haven't played with the rookies on the Packers roster right now. They just drafted mm-hmm. uh, two guys, D'Angelo Yancey, Malachi Dupree. But but if you could mm-hmm. share some advice to them as they enter their first training camp with the Packers, what what would you tell them? I would tell them the, the best advice is <laughs> if 12 says it, believe it. <laughs> and... And understand that, um, you know, the offense is very complex, especially it was when I was there. But the biggest thing about it is that take your time picking up the offense and just know and understand that there's a reason to every single thing that occurs in that offense. You know, listen to the guys in front of you. Listen to Jordy. Listen to Randall. You know, and just be, you know, be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed every single time you come into that room. So, from your own personal experience, what what was it like catching passes from Aaron Rodgers, and and you know what can the wide receivers expect now that they're doing that for the first time? It was it was awesome. I mean, I can't say it here a lot um, because it was great being a Green Bay Packer, and the fact that you know that cultural shock actually hit me, and the fact that you know I enjoy watching Aaron Rodgers. Now I'm catching passes from Aaron Rodgers, and I work with Aaron Rodgers. Um, so the biggest thing I probably could give to the rookies is if you don't think you're open, you still might be open because he can put the ball anywhere. And I've seen this. I've been a product of it. You know, there's been times where I didn't expect the ball to come and sure enough, I look over my shoulder and there it is. It's on the way. So <laughs> in all case in point, if you don't think you're open, you, you're still open, especially with him back there. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, about you personally, Sederic, a- after your time with the Packers, you played in the Canadian Football League, being on the roster of the Grey Cup champions. What just what was that experience like? It was amazing. You know, it was it was a it was definitely God's blessing. You know, when I sit down and I, and I look at the whole situation and the fact that you know I was actually told that my career could possibly be over, and then to come back from that after. Uh, you know, eight-month rehab and not really know what's next and end up, you know, on a great cup championship team, busting in the skies, you know. And, um, you know, I had a – it was hard trying to get my wrist to kind of, you know, come back from it, but still ended up having a good year. You know, I ended up being a, a rookie of the year candidate for uh, Calgary in 2014, and I won a great cup with them. And then, you know, the next year business happened again. I got let go from Calgary in 15. I ended up in Edmonton and won another great cup. So <laughs> – so, you know, the, the thing about it is I would have loved to be a Green Bay Packer still to this day. I mean, every single kid's uh, dream growing up is to play in the NFL. Um, but at the same time, you know, if just because one dream, you weren't able to capture one dream, that doesn't mean you have to stop dreaming. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, with uh, no NFL football on right now, one of the things we can watch for football is in the Canadian Football League, and I think it's always interesting to tune in and watch that. But before we let you go, Sidere, what is next for Sidere Cunningham? Well, for me, um, let's see, I just turned 28 not too long ago, uh, actually on Friday. Um, Happy birthday. Actually, for me, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. For me, um, I'm actually starting to get into the, the the process of training athletes. You know, I, I want to open up my own gym here pretty soon. I'm going to partner up with a couple of my um, my old college teammates, and we're going to try to get our own um, academy going and to train high school players, maybe even pro players someday. And we may even possibly go play football in, in Europe and, and become an ambassador for the American football game. So I'm always, I'm always, I'm still in the game and whatnot, I'm still trying to, you know, make moves and whatnot. But at the same time, I also realize you can't play until well, not everybody can play until they're 40, you know, almost 40, like Donald Driver. You know, that's a blessing. <laughs> so, you know, I got I to gotta do what I got to do. And on top of that, too, I'm just going wherever God takes me. Well, that's awesome. I wish you the best of luck in opening an academy. Uh, that That is a fantastic goal. So I hope it comes true for you. Um, so, Derek, thank you so much for taking the time to talk some wide receivers today. Greatly appreciate it. And, and as I said, best of luck to you. Hey, thank you so much, Brian. For all the Pack fans out there, thank you so much for still being loyal. And go Pack Go. <laughs> go Pack Go. See you later. So Derek Cunningham, former Packers wide receiver, joining us here at Railbird Central on a Wednesday morning. Glad to have him join us. Glad to have you, the listener, join us as we continue on with the show. What the hell's going on out here? I'll try to tell you, Vince, in our Packers news segment, Packers wide receiver Randall Cobb will be inducted into the Kentucky Athletics Hall of Fame, the university announced this week. Cobb will be enshrined during the Hall of Fame weekend on September 22nd and 23rd in conjunction with the Wildcats football game against Florida. That's just days before the Packers' Week 3 football game against the Cincinnati Bengals. But the news was appropriate. Here on the day, we're previewing the wide receiver position at Railbird Central. So congratulations to Randall Cobb. And now to share some thoughts on the position, and I might as well start with Randall Cobb. Hopefully he picks up where he left off last season when he played so well in the playoffs. But if I had to give you an opinion, I don't think you'll hear anywhere else, and and hopefully that's why you're tuning into this podcast. You know, I'm not going to just echo thoughts Sadair Cunningham just shared. You know, I'm a proponent of of Cobb returning punts once again. And for now, that's it. Not kickoffs, just punts. Jeff Janis and and Ty Montgomery and and maybe other people can handle kickoffs. Uh, The Packers have to find someone to do it now, of course, after Micah Hyde left in the offseason, who was the primary punt returner for them when healthy. And I know there's injury risks involved with doing that, and, and personally, I, I'd be happy to see someone else do it if they prove they're reliable, like, say, Trevor Davis. But first he has to prove it, and he was a little shaky last year when given the opportunity. At least we know Randall Cobb is experienced, and you can always protect yourself with a punt. You can call for a fair catch. So as long as Randall Cobb is smart, and I think he is, 
He should be the punt returner for the Packers in 2017 until someone else proves otherwise. As for Jordy Nelson, I I was admittedly skeptical of how good he could be last year. Not only was he coming off the knee injury, he was 31 years old. and And once you're over 30 in the NFL as a wide receiver, Many players lose a step. We know this. So Nelson amazed me with a campaign in which he was named the NFL's Comeback Player of the Year, which was very much deserved. Um, I'm at the point where I can't expect a regression from Nelson, at least not in 2017. He'll now be two years removed from injury, so he should only be more healthy and fully recovered Obviously, he's going to start slowing down at some point, but my guess is based on the way he played last season, he's got at least one more year of high-level play in him. I'm not going to, you know, sit here and say Jordy Nelson's going to be a pro bowler in 2018, but let's, let's just handle 2017 first. And I think he can be a very, very effective piece of the Packers offense in 2017. Even if he slows down a little bit, you know, I mean, look at his production last year. If it's a tick less, you know, that's still quite well. So uh, yeah, I expect big things from Jordy Nelson once again, and getting to Devonte Adams, obviously he's coming off a nice bounce back season, one in which he was just shy of 1,000 yards, and, and he had double digit touchdowns. Those numbers were great. He's trending in the right direction, especially you know he had a good rookie season, a down sophomore season, and, and then bounce back big time in 2016, but. With Devontae Adams, I think there's still room to improve. I'm not the first or the only person to express this opinion, and I don't, I'm not going to sit here and round up every person that's ever said this before. Uh, but when the Packers took him in the second round of the draft, coming off one of the most prolific statistical seasons in college football history, I was expecting to see more athleticism from Adams the thing we haven't seen yet from him or at least haven't seen on a more consistent basis or seen from the occasional glimpse is the leaping grabs the climb the ladder type of catches the the red zone threat type of plays because Adams has an incredible vertical jump And we saw those types of catches from him at Fresno State with Derek Carr as his quarterback. Now I want to start seeing those from Adams in a Packers uniform, and then I'll be fully on board because I think he has that potential. Devontae Adams is not a speed demon. He's not slow, but he's not someone, you know, that... that, he, he's not going to blow by people, so he has to do something else exceedingly well to make up for that relative lack of speed. And you know what? He showed some very good strength last year, and I think maybe that was you know, very apparent in his, his you know, breakout 2016 campaign. But now 
I want to see some plus body control out of Adams too. I think that's uh, you know the the biggest thing for him going forward. Jeff Janis, thoughts on him? Uh, Jeff Janis, I, I see on social media opinion random people on Twitter things will express things like I don't think Jeff Janis makes the roster in in 2017 and. I can see where people are coming from in that it's a numbers game. There's a lot of talented wide receivers. The Packers coming out of training camp last year, you know, this is back when Ty Montgomery was still considered a receiver. You know, they kept seven of them. And, and you know, that's that's a lot of wide receivers. There's very few teams in NFL history, I'm sure, that have kept seven wide receivers on the roster at any one time. It's not that it's unheard of. But, I mean, that's that's about as high as you can go. And there's at least seven guys worthy of being on the roster this year. And, and I understand that Jeff Janis has been very inconsistent as a wide receiver. But I don't think the Packers cut him simply because of his special team's value. In fact, at this point, I understand that Jeff Janis is inconsistent as a wide receiver and if you don't want to consider him a wide receiver, then don't. Consider him the one player on the roster that almost earns it from, you know, special teams exclusively. If you want to consider him a special teams player, then that's the so do so be it. Uh you know, just because the Packers put wide receiver under his position doesn't mean you have to. Uh, um I, and and he can be a wide receiver, but maybe he is the sixth or seventh guy, and maybe he doesn't play at there a whole lot unless there's injuries. Or you know what? It, it's time to accept that he can be just a gimmick guy where he only plays wide receiver a handful of times a game, a handful of snaps a game, where he gets a reverse where he gets a screen pass, and he's used as a dummy on the few other plays. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. I've accepted that now. I'm at that point where I can accept that. There is plenty of other wide receivers and and tight ends, plenty of other receiving threats that they can go to, uh, and guys who are more proven, more consistent than Jeff Janis. But he's so good of a special teams player, uh, a gunner on punts, and and I still think he's a good kickoff returner as well. I know there was one time last year where he made a mistake fielding a kickoff. Uh, you know, if that happens once a season, I think we can overlook that um, and think he can still do that. So for special teams alone and just the occasional wide receiver, I don't see any reason Jeff Janis cannot be a valuable and contributing member of this team, just not as a full-time wideout expecting big-time production out of him. And, and you know, uh, I, obviously I, I don't have a ton of opinions on the rookies yet, uh, as I have yet to see a lot out of them, other than, you know, what I've seen from them in college and, and what do you hear about them coming out of the off-season program. Uh, but, uh, it, you know, in keeping seven wide receivers, you got to remember too that health plays a part of this. You, you know, decisions can be made for you if all of a sudden a guy gets injured in training camp and 
has to be placed on, you know, injured reserve or or whatever. I, I mean, that's going to be the biggest thing, uh, you know, coming out of training camp. First of all, guys like, you know, D'Angelo Yancey, Malachi Dupree, and the undrafted rookies the Packers signed, they got to stay healthy if they want a chance. And, um, but I, I mean, I certainly am not ruling anything out at this point. I would tend to think that only one of the two rookies will earn a roster spot, um, you know, but um, I'm willing to let training camp play itself out before uh, making any opinions, and it's going to be tough for anybody to unseat Geronimo Allison after the rookie season that he had last year. Uh, You tend to think he's only going to improve in year number two. But there you go. There's my thoughts on the wide receiver position. And before we move on, also just wanted to share uh, this little piece of news uh, that I think has gone under the radar. And you can take this for what it's worth. Lance Allen of WTMJ in Milwaukee went out to Nevada to interview Aaron Rodgers at his golf tournament at the American Century Championship this past weekend and asked him about his contract. And here's the quote from Aaron Rodgers as supplied by Lance Allen uh, on social media. Here's what Rodgers says, quote, We haven't even had any conversations, so it's not something I'm even thinking about, end quote. So if Rodgers is to be taken at his word, there haven't been any contract negotiations right now. Obviously, that doesn't rule them out talking at some point in the future. But I tend to think more and more that the sides are willing to play this season out before agreeing to a contract extension next season. Would I bet my life on that? No, I wouldn't. This is a pretty mild opinion. And, and and the one thing that gives me pause was the contract extension signed by offensive lineman David Bakhtiari last year on the eve of the regular season opener. You would think, oh, that's not exactly the best time to be negotiating a contract. But that didn't appear to be much of a distraction. And Bakhtiari went on to have a terrific season. So something similar could easily happen with Rodgers. I'm just not banking on it. Uh, I tend to think that, you know, late in the season or in the offseason, you know, there's there's still multiple years left on Aaron Rodgers' contract. So it's not like this pressing matter where all of a sudden he's a free agent right now or something. It's just... And that's letting that happen is just unfathomable and, and won't happen, uh, allowing his contract to even expire. So, you know, uh, that there's plenty of time, nothing to worry about. But it was interesting that, you know, uh, according to Rogers, conversations are not even taking place right now. And finally, one more piece of news that just came out late yesterday, and I woke up to it this morning. Uh, Packers defensive lineman Latroy Guyon plans to go to trial in August for intoxicating intoxicated driving that took place in June in Hawaii. This after the Packers offseason program ended. That's the report from the Associated Press. 
that cited his attorney. I'm not sure how that's going to work out because that falls in the middle of training camp and a flight to Hawaii isn't exactly a quick jaunt. That's that's pretty much there a day there and a day back. Um, uh, because, I mean, if 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 Latroy Guyon is going to be around and the Packers are going to keep him on the roster for training camp, which I certainly don't, you know, uh, I, I could easily see that. They haven't made any moves yet, like releasing him. And I could see, him, see them keeping him on the roster in training camp because we, we know he's going to be suspended to start the 2017 season, at least the first four games. And, you know, training camp in the preseason can be used, you know, let Mike Daniels play a series or whatever and Kenny Kirk play a series and then get them the heck out of there in most games. It, you know, the first game, the last game especially, you know, that's when the Packers can give snaps to a guy like Latroy Guyon. Let him take the bulk of them during the preseason when they have, you know, there's a whole lot more to lose when you have Mike Daniels on the field, but very little to lose now with a guy who's going to be suspended. So why not have Guyon out there? But, hey, if he's flying out to Hawaii, I mean, there's a very good chance he could, like, miss a game. Now, it's it's possible Guyon doesn't have to be present. Details of the hearing were not published in this report I saw. It's possible that just his attorney can enter a plea with a trial at a later date. I guess we'll find out. But I wanted to pass along what I knew here in this kind of breaking news late last night, early this morning. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll continue to watch the soap opera unfold, I suppose. The day ahead. All right. Good news. Today is probably the last day for a long time that the day ahead segment is only vaguely Packers related. Starting this weekend, the Packers Hall of Fame induction ceremony uh, more or less kicks off the beginning of football season. Then we've got the shareholders meeting early next week and then training camp starts and then we've got preseason games followed by the regular season. So we've got months and months and months of intense Packers football to talk about. So consider this the calm before the storm because I don't have much that I know is going to happen in the next 48 hours with the Packers. Things can always come out of nowhere that nobody can predict. Uh, I've got nothing but yet another Packers job fair being held on Thursday. This time it's in the food service industry and um, uh, it's with... um, Uh, Delaware North Sports Service, the food and beverage provider at Lambeau Field. Thursday's job fair will be held from 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. Central Time, local time, on the third floor of the Lambeau Field atrium. Full and part-time positions are available, uh, including at the new Johnsonville Tailgate Village uh, that the Packers are just opening. So that's kind of cool, a new aspect of uh, Packers football and the experience that people will be able to take part in this year or go there and check it out. Applications will be filled out and interviews will be conducted So if you want to work at Lambeau Field, here's one of many opportunities, and we come across these especially a lot during the offseason here. So 
There you go. That's what's going on in the world of the Green Bay Packers, and that'll do it for today's episode of Railbird Central. Thank you, everybody, so much for joining us today. Thank you to Sederic Cunningham for being our guest on the show, and uh, that'll do it. We'll be back again on Friday with another episode um, as we talk some Packers football. So we'll see you then. Um, Railbird Central typically airs every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. That's a live edition of the show, podcasted and on demand later in the day. We'll see you later, folks. I leave you today with a song called Let's Go Outside by the String Cheese Incident on Psy Fidelity Records. See ya. Go, pack, go. Go.